Black here the night after Lala. It's like the Lala epilogue event. We're here at rehab, and I am here with Kid Color, a.k.a. Kyle Woods. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, how was your weekend? You were at Lala. You had a lot of stuff going on. Like, How are you feeling at the end of it? Feeling awesome. I, I honestly, it was playing on Sunday. It kind of, you know, has this whole, like, uh, buildup of anticipation because, you know, you start basically your weekend on Thursday night. So and then you're like, oh, man, I got it. You have this party, this party, go, you know, like, it's just all leading up to that one, like, 45-minute set. And overall, it was it was awesome. I, it was, I could easily say it was one of the best weekends of my life. Well, Matt, I mean, tell me about the set because you were at the Perry stage, which is pretty awesome. Like, kind of, yeah. like, take us through kind of how it all happened. Okay, well, um, I definitely, you know, I understand that I'm playing at noon. So, and, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't really play, like, the hardest kind of house, and I don't really go for, like, the bassy dubstep stuff, you know. So I figured, you know, I, I'd come out of the gates running, and I would just kind of make it a real personal thing for me. You know, I'm going to play a lot of, uh, all of, I played all of my favorite upbeat tracks. You know, I played a lot of stuff that I really just had to kind of play. You know, I, I, I took it back to a lot of tracks that I even, you know, that came out maybe, like, four years ago, you know. No, but but it was still a track that just meant so much to me that I just had to it, it would I had to include it in my set because that's who I am. How was the crowd response? Because I know a lot of the crowd for Perry's it's these like 16, 17 year old yeah. kids who just want to go get fucked up. They yeah. want to like have like the heaviest fucking you know. It was um the the crowd was great. It was awesome. It was it was like a, it was a mixture of definitely younger kids and I, it was good seeing like a lot of the older crowd there too. You know I mean. I mean, like, I, I definitely know that the kind of music that I played maybe wasn't the most common sound of that stage, but, you know, I could definitely tell that people totally, like, respected what I was doing, you know, and, like, and at the same time, it's one of those things where, you know, like, I I just kind of, um, I tried to be, I always try to be very genuine of my DJ sets, and this one in particular, you know, I just wanted to be fully just, this is what I'm about, and I think a lot of people came in there knowing what I was about, like, you know, kind of understanding what kid color really kind of means and they totally they dug it and it seemed like at least so well you know I think that your sets have always sounded very much like you they match your tastes you're not chasing trends have you found that like really staying true to your style of music your personal taste what you want to play do you, do you think it helps you or do you think there have been times where you're like man if only I sounded like fucking Skrillex I'd be so much <laughs> further ahead or something like that yeah I mean like there's definitely like there's definitely times where like I know in the grand scheme of like like what's going on in even mainstream music right now, my sound is not very popular, or like the tracks that I play maybe aren't, isn't what all the kids want to listen to. But I think there is something to be said about staying individual to your taste and kind of just sticking with that, you know, just staying true to yourself. Like, you know, it's like, I don't spin, it's, the reason I don't spin dubstep or something like that isn't because I hate it, it's just because to me, the whole house with the disco edge that makes way more in my head that just clicks and it just kind of makes up more of my personality and my style it fits who I am so that's you know what I mean it's like that's so me when I DJ that's just me showcasing in a way myself and my personality through the music that I love and I think it's a lot more timeless versus doing a bunch of sets that a year from now people would listen
listen to a recording of it and they'd be like, wow, this sounds so much like 2012 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it's uh, like I totally, I totally do hear you out on that. It's like, I, I mean, as long, I, I would like to go think that when people heard my set at Lollapalooza in a couple of years, they could be like, oh man, that was really cool. Like Kyle, Kyle did that whole thing, you know, and hopefully in five years, I might even be mature to another sound, but it would still make sense in a way. You know what I mean? So Yeah, absolutely, man. Now, kind of take me to the process. How did you get on the bill? You know, like, how did you find out? Like, yeah. what was what was the story there? Well, well, I mean, living in Chicago, you kind of always know that Lollapalooza has a select local, you know, uh, performers that, that, you know, will perform every year. And, I, and you know, honestly, I really, I really did want to be on the bill this year. So, you know, I mean, and it was one of these things where I just was kind of like, I was seriously hoping. And then it came down to like two weeks before they announced the lineup. And I actually got hit up by a representative from C3 saying like, hey, we, you know, we got a lot of recommendations for you as a local performer. And we would love to join the bill. So, and I was just... You know, it was one of those things where, like, you know, if you if you if you're one of my close friends, you know that I've been working at this for a very long time. Yeah. So it's just it really meant so much to me. You know, I mean, I've I've been to the festival numerous times. I, you know, I love I love everything it's about. And then it's just kind of like it it just finally paid off in a way in that sort of sense. You know. Well, and this is not if I'm not mistaken, this isn't the first time you performed at Lala, but it's your first solo set. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played in 2009 with this DJ trio, Yellow Fever. Yes, I think I interviewed you for Q101 with that. You definitely did. <laughs> and I distinctly remember it because I was, I think, you know, my good friend at the time who produced under the name Black Holes yes. actually sampled that interview. And uh, remixed it. And he remixed, remixed it to be, just because I kept saying a lot of, uh, like, you know, and that's just, yeah. And it was awesome. It's the first time that I have ever had one of my podcast remixes. Yeah. I just interviewed him with, you know, yeah. Supreme Cut the other day, yeah. and I was like, you've got to send that to me. I want to release that now. It's like, you know, Dynasty Podcast Supreme Cuts Remix. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Featuring Kid Teller. Yeah, it'd be official, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, uh, you did Lollapalooza. How else has the year been going for you in 2012? It's been great. It's, I mean, it's like, a, you know, I, in a way, I've always been kind of trying to fine-tune all my production work. I've done remixes, you know, in January, I entered that DFA remix competition, and that got me some, that got some good eyes on it, you know, and and now I'm actually finally releasing my first original EP that will be coming out in late August, early September, pending on when it gets mastered. And uh, and that's going to be on the Spanish label called Nostrax. And I'm really excited. I mean, honestly, this the rest of the year, I really am trying to focus on breaking out of the just being a DJ kind of uh, identity and trying to become a performer. You know, like I, my, some of my favorite artists are Matthew Deere, yeah. Shit Robot, Juan McClain, you know, and they... they they, they have, performers. They hold this perfect balance between DJs and producers and artists and, you know, and just performers. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm really gearing towards, you know. I mean, this Lollapalooza gig has done wonders for me, you know. It got it got a lot of eyes on the name, and now I feel like this is the point where I need to take it up to that next level where people will still remember that. Yeah, man, no, dude, I, you're absolutely on your way. Now, you know, I was thinking about it, and you've been DJing in Chicago, what, maybe like six, seven years? Well, 
close to close to six. Yes. I was talking to you know our mutual friend, uh, you know Phenom, yes. aka Callan, uh, about oh. this at Spring Awakening. Same thing. I was like, you know, you've been in Chicago a while now. You've been in Chicago much longer. But I was telling him, I'm like, you've been in Chicago now. You came from out of town, and people have wholeheartedly accepted him as an artist. And I look at you, and it's so much the same thing. You know, you, I never think of you as like an out of towner coming to Chicago. You are so deeply embedded in the Chicago music community now. Like, what do you attribute that to? Because not every artist can come to a different city and really be embraced the way that you have been. Yeah. Well, I like to think that I'm going to say that Colin and I, well, specifically, I'll go on on myself, but I think that, you know, Colin is definitely someone, he is, a, he is probably one of the nicest people. Yes. He'll never judge you for, you know, what you play, what you do, what you, what you look like, you know, and, and like, and those are a lot of, those are a lot of things that I also carry. Like, I, you know, I don't, I, I won't judge you in that kind of aspect. And I, and I think that, you know, Colin is a perfect example of that because he came here people are like wow you're like one of the nicest dudes ever you're a great dj you know you you know like you're you're, you know what you're about and it just like it's just it was just so accepting and you know and honestly you know i came in here with a very open mind i i was just i was just open i just i didn't want to like cut off anyone i didn't want to judge anyone you know as soon as i came in here i started interning for dark wave disco you know and then from there it was like you know, I, people would see me working, you know, at two or three in the morning, passing out flyers outside of a show. You know, and it's one of those things where I think it's a combination of just of just a positive attitude, positive energy, and hard work. And you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter where you're from. It's just yeah. like if 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 a scene of a city no- notices that you're working hard at it to, to help that scene be like benefit, then I think they will they should accept you. You know, I mean, like I'll always say that I'm from. California, but I'm, I'm always, I'm Chicago, you know what I mean? You are. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly think of you in that respect, and I was I was really, when I was preparing for the interview, like I said, I was thinking about you, what I was going to talk to you about, and I was like, fuck, I, I forgot that originally you weren't from here, and I was yeah. like, I want to ask him about that, just yeah, because... Totally. No, I'm, I'm happy. Not enough people really touch base on that. I mean, it's like, it was difficult. Like, I moved here when I graduated high school. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. The only people I knew was from, from MySpace, and it was Darkwave Disco, you know, and and like I said, it's just like I had such this. I, I still have this drive, but you know, as soon as I came here, it was just like that mission to just be a part of this scene because I see that so many people are working together that it's like that's the only way that you can be part of it. That you just work just as hard and you yeah. just and you just give off this good vibe, and that's how that's how a lot of people succeed. You know, like the and that's the beauty of Chicago is that if you are an asshole, you probably will not last. You get phased out. You so quickly. Not last. And and that's one of those things. It's like and I hate being negative and saying that you won't last. But it's but if you're an asshole then you might deserve it. So it's really true though, because this is such I don't know if people know this who might be listening to this podcast outside of Chicago. Chicago is such a small town for yeah. being such a large city. Totally. Everyone knows everyone, everyone talks. And yeah, once someone starts branding like throwing their ego around yeah. and talk I mean, people are just like, Yeah, done, yeah. next. I mean, and you know, like obviously, you know, just <laughs> DJs will always have an ego, you know. I mean, you know, regardless, like you know, me, someone else, everyone will sometimes get that. But in the same time, it's like maintaining a balance of you knowing, you know, where that you are a working piece in this entire machine of Chicago, 
yeah. that's you know that's the thing that brings us all together you know like tonight I'm at rehab you know it's like I've been I've known Rick and Derek since for the longest time you know I used to be a resident here you know and it's like it's like all together we may not even spin the same kind of stuff but I know that together we are still doing a lot for Chicago you know we're, tr- we're trying to help build it upon itself well you know final question I had for you man I wanted to get your perspective on cool. this like how do you see the Chicago you know like the, the scene the culture the climate whatever you want to call it the music and nightlife atmosphere how have you seen it change you know from kind of like when you entered to where it is now in like you know late summer 2012 well I mean there it was definitely like it's been like a roller coaster for the scene you know like we came here and in 2007 you know 2006 it was just like the sound and it was that, that what they call the rebirth of DJing you know and it was yeah. really exciting it was like there was no and that when I look back I'm like wow there was no labels on anything right you would see people at you know previously they don't know this in the pod listening but we were just discussing all the old parties you know yes. one 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 name that came up was outdanced and the thing that, the thing that I love about that party was that you would have the art kids the hip-hop kids you know like the the, the people from the north side, people from the south side. There weren't know? borders. There were no borders. And that's what I feel like. That was amazing. That's why, I, that's why I look back and I think that was incredible. You know, like, it was just total community. Then, you know, it kind of, in a way, it separated some people haven't had people got to people enjoyed the party then they had their own idea of what a party should be and I and you know honestly I feel like there was a little separation and the, the, the beautiful thing is that in the past year it's been like a lot of people that separated they just the reason for that separation is that over time they just found their identity and now that they're comfortable with where they are a lot of people are coming together because they're like you know we're about this we're about this and we love just the idea of just us as just units working together you know and and now it's awesome because you know you see a lot of people like Team Base at High they're releasing original music you know it's awesome it seems like a lot of people are now like oh man it's not the party that defines us it's the music that defines us. Yeah, everyone's taking it to the next level. And I feel like that's what Chicago's nightlife is turning around to be. It's not only about the parties. It's about the product that the whole world can see us, you know what I mean, or how they can see us, so. Absolutely, man. Well, Kyle Woods, it's always a fucking pleasure, man, when you take time for the podcast. I always appreciate it, man. And really, congratulations on all the success and hard work and everything that's coming your way, man. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you.